0: All right, today we are going to talk about Dynasty startup draft strategy. Now is the best time to do startups because you're getting such discounts on really good players because of the hype of around the rookie picks and because recency bias is a real thing. So we're going to talk about the strategy you should use when you're doing these dynasty startups, the best way to have a team constructed to win you a championship, not only this year, but for years. to come. So, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've got all kinds of dynasty content coming out. This off-season we're going to keep you up to date with the best most in-depth dynasty content we possibly can. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you head over to our locals page and check out all of the perks that come with being part of the community. We'd love to have you there as well. Let's get into this. So, dynasty startup strategy. There are multiple ways you can approach a startup draft. A lot of ways. I mean, obviously, you know, you could go in with a clear I'm contending. You could go in with a clear I'm a rebuild. How about this? How about you don't go into any single startup draft with a set vision for your team until you start drafting? Because we're going to talk about this today. Some of the rules that we have when we are doing dynasty startups, and we're going to give you some examples of some of the teams that we've drafted, or one of the teams that we drafted recently. Some of these rules are really going to come in handy every single time you do a startup, every single time. And, you know, with, you know, these startup drafts and and you're doing it with these people right away, you're going to end up getting values. You're going to end up having the better team over a long period of time. So we're going to kind of talk about the rules here. So the best example I think of this to go through is just to go through a real money dynasty startup draft that we did. This would be one of my teams. Nathan and I actually drafted back to back. So we kept constantly sniping (laughs) each other, Um, but we're just going to go through what happened in this draft and um, how we applied some of our dynasty startup rules and some of our strategy to this individual draft. So, you know, one of the first things that we're going to touch on today is take the value that falls to you. And this is why you should never go into a draft having a preconceived notion of what you're going to do with the draft. So when I'm drafting at the 110 here, I've obviously, you know, in the first round, look, that you're going to to either take a quarterback or you're going to take one of the two, you know, elite receivers. And so I didn't have a lot of times I make these decisions. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Jamar Chase versus Kyler, Deshaun. Dak Prescott. I mean, Jamar Chase averages north of 18 points per game. I don't have any Jamar Chase shares. I'll take a Jamar Chase. There's not really a ton in that. When you're drafting the first round, just either take a quarterback or take one of those two receivers. That's you're usually pretty good in terms of strategy there. Like usually the first round, you know, it always is different in every league, but you know the general direction you're gonna go. So I took Chase. The two three is where I started kind of getting into some of our rules here. Um, you know, the value that fell here was Dak Prescott. (laughs) And 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 the value that continues to fall, you know. And I had Nathan drafting next to me, and he drafted two quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. But Dak Prescott, I mean, people just don't like Dak in fantasy. And I get it. And they don't like him as a real-life NFL QB, but he scores points. And that position is extremely, extremely bare right now in dynasty. So for me to get an elite quarterback with, you know, Jamar taking Jamar Chase, which was a risk not to take two quarterbacks, for me to get Dak Prescott there, I was very very pleased with that and so that's part of you know just taking the value that falls you and and again my opinion of this player is secondary my opinion of Dak Prescott is secondary when I'm going in and drafting you know some of these players but talk a little bit Nathan about you know why you should why your opinion should take a back seat when you're doing these dynasty startup drafts I mean it's just it's if you let what you think about a player override value thinking strategically it's going to kill you so get talk a little bit about that Um, that being one of our rules as we do some of these drafts.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is all tied to ADP and this is all tied to market value. We've said this in videos before. We're going to say it again, look beyond your opinion of a player and look at the market value. If someone has fallen two rounds, heck even three rounds, which we've seen in this startup that we're walking through right now, take them. Yep. Take them. It, it it that it shouldn't be happening that way, and, and in a lot of drafts that you're going to be seeing with this hype of the 2023 class, you're going to see a lot of rookie picks that are going early. Um, you're going to see a lot of people like Bijan being drafted over Kyler Murray, and that's become like normal. And I I don't think, look there there is there there is something to say about like okay so you've got. This guy, that's a really good value, right? Let's let's talk about um, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, so DeAndre Hopkins, I think we'd all agree, is a pretty good value for where he's going in a, in the ninth round. He's older. He's a declining asset. He will decline from here on out, regardless of where he goes. He may have a little bit of a spike in value if he ends up on the Chiefs or something, but you know, it, uh, from a when you're looking at it from the grand scheme of things, like he's he's going to fall from here on out if you have a team that is just absolutely loaded with really talented young assets, let's say you've got like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, uh, you decided to invest in Trevor Lawrence. Um, if you're lucky enough to get all three of those guys on the same team and you have a few rookie picks too. And Deandre Hopkins is there and he's fallen round or two. If you're looking at Deandre Hopkins and you're like, man, he doesn't fit my team at all. It's I understand why you wouldn't want to take him. But again, Why not? Yeah. Is it really going to hurt you? Is it really going to hurt taking an old guy on your team that is, for the most part, a productive struggle team? No, it's it's not really going to. Why? Well, he could actually contribute to the success of your team. If all of your young guys end up producing at a high level this coming year, DeAndre Hopkins can contribute to that. If he is... um, if you really don't want them on your team long term, then you can also sell them to a contender come season for more than a ninth for, round. For more gamble. than a ninth round pick, yeah, it's it's really that simple. I mean, it's guys like that, uh, James Conner, Aaron Jones, heck, even even Miles Sanders right now, like. And this is yeah, and this is why David Montgomery.
0: This is why early startups are a great way to get ahead in dynasty, and that's another point that we wanted to touch on today. It's because recency bias is just overtaking dynasty right now. So what you're seeing, and this is hilarious to me. Because I was the first one to admit that I drafted running backs too high last year. I mean, and and, you know, you learn a lot every year you do Dynasty, and I learned a lot last year. I mean, guys taking Swift and and Najee and and JT that high, that was bad. Those teams are cooked, including one or two of mine. I tried a bunch of different strategies. I tried the running back strategy. It was the worst one. So naturally, I said, you know what? I made a mistake this year. I'm going to draft heavy wide receiver, heavy quarterback, draft value, and then, you know, go get those cheaper running backs later. Well, apparently, everyone is doing that. Everyone. Because now the new cool thing is to not draft any old running backs. Everybody is terrified of running backs. Terri- completely terrified. Outside of Bijan, who is the golden child of Dynasty. I mean, look, he just, he just said it, but there are tons of values going. I mean,
1: Yeah, it's funny. All the values I mentioned outside of D-Hop are all running backs. Because they they're going in the 10th or more round. <laughs> yes.
0: Kamara in the 10th. Aaron Jones in the 10th. James Conner in the 11th. David Montgomery in the
1: 12th. Look, these guys aren't going to last forever. They're not. But they're, they're going to fall. off, But they're going to score points, and they cost you nothing. That's how you win leagues, guys. Two years ago, they cost you at least two firsts. Dalvin Cook, going anywhere in the eighth rounds. <laughs> Miles Sanders, even. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why. Uh, Miles Sanders. David Montgomery. I don't like David Montgomery as a running back. I don't think he's that great. And yeah, he's going into the second A second contract if it's with the Bears or with someone else, but man the end of the 12th round Joe Mixon in the seventh
0: Josh Jacobs is still almost going in the fifth guys again and look I know running backs are very volatile I know they're not very good investments, but play the market The market is pushing these running backs down. They're going to score fantasy points for your team You can still get those cornerstone quarterbacks and cornerstone wide receivers early on in your startups then load up on those productive backs. Yeah, can, Load
1: up. Yep. They're going to score points. Yep. And can, can I touch on something here about running backs? There's this big strategy that actually we we have become um, probably believers in here, and it's the strategy in startup drafts called running backs don't matter. What does that actually mean? It does not mean that running backs don't in any way matter and that you shouldn't draft them and that you should avoid them, even if they're a good value. No, no, no. It means don't draft the really expensive ones that you have to pay for in the second and third round, like Christian McCaffrey, like Bijan Robinson, like Jonathan Taylor, and wait until you're getting running backs that are producing at the same level for half the price because they're a either declining assets or B they're just going down a market value because the dynasty community decided to be low on them, which we've actually seen with James Conner. We've just decided to be low on them because we're assuming that they're going to draft a running back and replace him when James Conner has deal. two years James left on his deal. deal. yep. So so what, what that means is when we say running backs don't matter, that means you should be filtering through your running backs probably every year where you're investing in these older, declining assets that cost you dang near nothing. And then the following year, you just do the same thing. As those running backs that you invested in the year before produce for you and then they fall off, Producing the next old ones coming that produce and then they fall off. Yeah. Just keep doing that because it, it doesn't cost you anything.
0: And you're going to see how I took advantage of that going back to this draft. You know, it was the third round reversal. So I, I told you, I, I went out on a limb. I knew I probably wasn't going to get two quarterbacks because I took Jamar Chase and I took Dak Prescott. And then something hilarious happened. Uh, Tua fell to me in the early <laughs> third.
1: This is, so this I is got, when I knew that I was just completely screwed being behind you on almost every single pick. I was like, if you're getting these values, like... Look, and get, in our, get, get
0: in our comments and say, oh, Tua's a declining ass fan. Oh, Tua's got concussions. Oh, he scrambled brains.
1: <laughs> from after Tua, okay. from here on out, you just kept sniping me.
0: Tua lows. I mean, <laughs> look, concu- it's two concussions. They're not ideal. I'll admit that. I'll be the first one to admit that. However, two is a buy-in dynasty right now. Yep. You're getting a guy who has top 12 production, and although, you know... I personally do not totally believe in his talent level. He is staying with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not getting another quarterback. He's staying with Mike McDaniel. He has proven that he can produce there. Quarterbacks are very hard to come by in Dynasty. Why the heck would I not take Tua at the, at the 3-3 here? I've got the quarterback position locked up now. I've got Dak Prescott and Tua, and I've got Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, it, it was literally just a month ago where we were doing mocks where Tua was going easily at the, at the anywhere term, from the 1-9 to the one twelve. And he got another concussion. no later than the two hundred one. Now he's going three three. Yeah, the concussion obviously that's a concern. Obviously, long term we think that affects his dynasty value. That's why we're not ranking Dak. Pre- that's why we're not ranking him over Dak Prescott and maybe not even over Trey Lance. I, I think that would be debatable there. But to see two of at the three three, I think it's reasonable if he ends up going no later than the two eight. I think if you get him at the 2-8, that's really good value. If you're a guy that has Allen, Mahomes, or Burrow, and then you have the opportunity to get Tua on top of that, that is a smash. And that's on the tail end of the second. The 3-3? Three three? You just got Dak Prescott, Tua Tagovailoa, and a top-two dynasty wide receiver? Hey. Th- those are three things that, that are incredibly difficult to get. And you just got all three of them.
0: And it's because I went into the draft and I said, you know what, I'm going to take the value of false. And look, this isn't just me saying, look how I draft.
1: No, no, no. Because yeah, that's, be- beca- that's, that's because because not the point.
0: Because there obviously are other, I go through drafts that I do not like the team. Afterwards.
1: Yeah, and there are other rosters in here that I think drafted beautifully. It, it did very I think well. Jer- Drakowski here is a guy that we could shout out who really took the value that fell to him. He did was
0: sniping us. Yes, Cr- he, crank he was had a good draft. sniping the
1: crap out of us. I loved his James Cook pick, actually. And yeah. we've been known James Cook haters, but James Cook is a good value right now.
0: Uh, a lot of these guys are solid drafters. It's good to play with some of these guys. So no, it's yeah. I, it's not like I'm going to run away with these leagues. Yeah, again, it's, it's just it's easier just for th-
1: us to commentate because just, and the we ones we, that we were we the ones
0: that made the decision and we and you know we took the value that fell. So and and getting back to that, Cooper Cup at the four ten.
1: This is purely because of Matt Stafford's elbow, Sean McVay and, and recency bias. Cup hasn't played. Hasn't Other played. guys have.
0: But when Cup did play the season, he was he, the, was, the the he was the same. He was the same dude as
1: 2021.
0: The same. When Michael Pittman at the five three, you know, it's just a it's that's just a wide receiver, it not necessarily a value <laughs> fall, but a good investment. No, in not, a yeah, receiver.
1: not a value fall, but with Michael Pittman specifically, I think guys,
0: um, somebody it was a little somebody pre- who it, could go it, up in ADP though.
1: Yes, it was premature to have Pittman go as high as he was in ADP last year, and we said especially, that. and this was foolish of us too. We should have looked at Philip Rivers versus Carson Wentz versus Matt Ryan in Indy and seeing, like, okay, Carson Wentz had the biggest arm, he was the most athletic, and he was able to get the ball to Michael Pittman more than any of those three quarterbacks were able to. We should have had foresight and seen that with Matt Ryan and been like, you know what? He's probably not going to be able to get the I mean, the ball to Pittman did, as much we as, as we thought. We did say that, though. We, we we did not like where Pittman was going last year. We're on yeah, records yeah, no, you're Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we still expected him to produce...
0: I, I will well, say there were people saying that he was going to be a wide receiver one, and I was arguing he that. was a target hog this year. But he well, wasn't, all he that was to say, he
1: was a, was a target hog, and I think he could easily go up to early fourth again next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then again, you know, in in the sixth round, I've got Dallas Goddard. That is a value that falls. Having a this is a, a strategy thing too. Getting an advantage at tight end is huge for your dynasty teams, especially in tight end premium leagues. Yep. I guess exclusively to tight end premium leagues really is where yeah, the big yeah. is the big advantage.
1: Uh, a out. big thing with Goddard. Goddard is the cheapest. Um, Elite producing tight end that you can get in dynasty startups. And he's Otherwise, consistent. you're having to spend a top five round pick on an elite tight end, which is often worth it. Like for Hawkinson, Kelsey, Andrews, and Pitts, but Kittle and Goddard are those two guys that for some reason just aren't going as high.
0: Sixth round for both of them. Great values there. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, like the Cleveland Browns running back at this in the seventh. The only reason I didn't take I took him over Joe Mixon is because I I didn't have any shares in Nick Chubb. So I took Chubb here. Again, all of these dudes are pushing these productive older, older running backs down the board. And and how do I not take the value there? Mike Williams at the 8th or at the 810. Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams is only 28. And I know he's been injured and on and off this season. And I know Brandon Staley sucks as a coach. But with that being (sighs) said, Mike Williams is going to have a productive year next year. And he is tied to Justin Herbert, who is the best quarterback in the league. I love Mike Williams there. I love Damian Pierce at the nine. I, me saying I love Damian Pierce means that I'm really taking the value because I do not like Damian Pierce. Yep. But I'm looking at our ADP Look beyond tool. beyond your own personal opinion our, of the player. At our ADP tool,
1: and he's going like one or two rounds higher easily in most of our mocks. So yeah. why would I not? Chances are he's going to spike an ADP at some point before the NFL draft. I mean, if I'm you personally, I'm, I'm getting Damian Pierce off your roster before that NFL draft.
0: Aaron Jones in the 10th. I'm now flexing Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, Aaron Jones Aaron is Jones actually is staying with the Packers. Yep. I mean, I mean, yep. and his situation is actually GM quite similar that to that of Austin Eckler, where obviously he's not as talented as Eckler. But in terms of his wear and tear, I mean, he's a PPR back and he's produced at a very high level. He doesn't. Yeah. His usage is not his usage is minimal. He splits time with Aaron Jones. And when he's on the field, he gets targets.
0: Tyler Lockett was my most rostered player in Dynasty leagues
1: this year. And I got him in the 11th round. Yep. David Montgomery value. in the t- at the twelve ten, and you don't like Montgomery. I had to push hard for you to get Montgomery. I know, like, and I think that I would have smashed Montgomery if you hadn't taken him. And that, I was literally, I told you to take Montgomery, even though I wanted him, just because he was such a good value there. David Montgomery at the twelve ten, um, his ADP currently is let, let, let I'd me be find lower than that. Actually. Oh, oh, it's no, it's actually way earlier. Oh, really? Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's hundred and fourteen which okay. is at the end of the 10th yeah. round. Yeah. At the end of the 10th round, and and you got him there. So uh, look, You got him two rounds later than where he's usually going in ADP.
0: So now this is another strategy One of the best thing. values you in know, the draft here. As you get towards the end of the draft, you are going to stop looking at, okay, these guys are going to produce for my fantasy team this year, or these guys are going to jump up way in ADP. And you're going to look at guys that you're getting past the 12th round are going to be guys that you want to pick that are going to increase in value. Romeo Dubs is a good example. I got Romeo Dubs in the 13th, and I wasn't a fan of Romeo Dubs last year after the, after the preseason because I knew he wasn't going to produce at that level in the regular season, and he didn't. But right now, Romeo Dubs is going into his second year. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, I mean, I do think that Romeo Dubs is a very good, you know, throw-in level player in Dynasty drafts. Like, um, I mean, in the 13th, yep. Zach Wilson in the 14th. Guys, Zach Wilson is going to get another chance. He's going to continue to get chances. He sucks. He's
1: horrible. He's bad we can't te- stand him. He's a bad teammate. I don't like him. He will get but chances, and he will go up and. But guys, ADP.
0: Desmond Ritter went the pick before this.
1: That's not okay.
0: And the, and the guy that picked him is is super cool, and, and he he's had a good draft. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's recency bias, and he'd probably admit it. Zach Wilson has to go before Desmond Ritter. Zach Wilson has the capital. Zach Wilson is going to get the chances. Zach Wilson it might not even be done with the
1: Jets. Which is crazy to think. As, I, as I know bad as he was this year, I know
0: he's gonna go up in value. So I am gonna, I am gonna snag somebody like that. Yeah, and, and and so you know, moving on through the end of this draft, I am just gonna, I am gonna continue to look for players like that. And I think you know, you got to remember these things when you are doing these drafts. You win by scoring fantasy points. Take the value that falls. Your opinion on these guys is secondary, and these early startups are really a good way to get a, get a leg up. Because these rookie picks are going up and up and up, and they're getting drafted. In my opinion, way too high right now. And, and and like, and it's a great class, and they're great investments. But man, it's hard. I mean, yeah, I mean
1: we we between the three of us, we
0: had between me, you, and Simon, we had one rookie pick drafted through thirteen rounds.
1: Yeah, we anticipated selling these picks eventually as we got closer to the draft, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I think the or, uh, or, or, or this this extreme. I would say.
0: And I think the last thing that we could kind of give you as an advice thing is use some kind of tool to help you find the value that falls. So, for example, our ADP tool, which is on our locals page, our ADP database, that is a great way. That is something that we use. That is what we use in our drafts to see, okay, who has fallen? Who's going to be the best value here? Or am I reaching on this player? Can I get this player on the on the on the way back around? That's how I'm checking that. I'm checking what their ADP is in our other startups and our other mock drafts. Can I get him when he comes back around? I'll take another asset here that I know is more stable and then I'll get the productive running back in the next round. It's worked very well. But use some kind of tool to help you, you know, make sure you're not reaching, make sure you're finding these values as well. Dynasty startups can be tricky. There are a lot of different ways you should approach them, but again, now we're going into our startups with the same approach. Take the value, don't decide beforehand what you're going to do and see where it goes. If the value is the rookie picks, if you get into a you know, dynasty draft where the rookie picks aren't going, where, they, where they're, they're sliding, if you're looking at our ADP tool and you say, okay, the rookie picks are usually going before this, take the rookie picks. They're the best investment in dynasty, typically. And, you know, that, does that make you a productive struggle team? No. Because I drafted a ton of rookie picks in a draft last year where I thought they should have been going higher, and I flipped it and won the league. I flipped the whole team. I had a whole offseason, and I'm a junkie. You can do that with dynasty teams. You can flip teams in that short of a period of time. Short. It's it's months. You've got months. Draft the value, whether that's picks, whether that's young players, whether it's guys you don't like – use that to turn your team into a multi-year contending team that is how you win your dynasty startup drafts let us know in the comments how you kind of approach your dynasty startup drafts or what you think we have totally wrong i'm sure people have different opinions we found success with this method but we want to hear what you think so again drop a comment make sure you like the video make sure you subscribe to the channel we'll come out with all kinds of strategy videos like this one all kinds of rookie content all kinds of buys and sells for dynasty teams as the offseason goes on it's the best place to get it so make sure you subscribe to the channel As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you later.